podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another Dream Team Professor World Cup Match Day Recap. It's a new daily series where we just recap all the day's results, um, top point scorers, main talking points, and then we just preview the following day's fixtures, looking at the best players to target with the transfers that you've got. And then just at the end, I'll just do a quick team update. So we'll get started with the first game of the day. So we had Argentina versus Saudi Arabia uh, at 10 o'clock in the morning. This one kicked off and I just can't get used to these uh, early kickoffs at the minute. But got my transfers done early and I thought it was a brilliant idea to um, go with the Argentina block. Or not full block, but a bit of a hybrid with a couple of defenders in a lot of my teams. And that was a massive flop. Um, I think a lot of people were probably in the same boat. This looked like a really good um, game to target really for the Argentina defenders. But it went completely down the pan. Um, so it started all right actually for, for Argentina. Messi scored a pen within the first 10 minutes and it was looking really good. Um, they went on to score another three goals, I think it was, within the next 30 minutes. But all three were disallowed for offside. Um, one of them was really quite close. But actually, to be honest, it wasn't wasn't really anything terrible. It was just Saudi Arabia were just playing a really good um, offside trap and a really high line. Um, but yeah, they, they managed to hang on till I think it was just half time and then they got a goal back just after half time um, and then got, went on to get the winner and actually Argentina looked completely rattled actually after that first goal. Um, they were really disappointing overall to be fair, apart from the, the quick start where they looked quite good. Um, but we'll start off with, with the, um, the defence really, so pretty much everyone got a, a minus one. Um, Romero got taken off fairly fairly early on and replaced with Lissandro Martinez. Um, we were wondering whether it might be Romero or Lissandro that started. Um, didn't matter in the end either way because uh, both come away with minus one. Um, so Messi got a penalty and I imagine most people have got Messi in their team. Um, he came away with eight points in total and a 7.4 rating so that's fairly good. Um, but really not many points other than Paredes um, but I can't imagine many people have got him either. Um, but one one thing to maybe take away as a little positive, even though it was really disappointing if you've got any um, Argentina players, was um, obviously Messi was fairly good in this one. I know he's getting quite a lot of stick, but um, he had four shots and three of them were on target. Um, obviously scored the penalty, but I think he looked fairly good. I think he was one of the scorers for the offside goal and Martinez as well um, finished quite nicely, but obviously they were disallowed. But they could still be good options going forward. Um, but yeah, Saudi Arabia were pretty impressive actually in that game. Um, played a high line and that second goal, if you go and watch that one back, it was an absolute screamer. Um, Emi Martinez had no chance. But I still, even though they beat Argentina, I'm not going to be bringing in any players from there. But yeah, if you did, well done to yourself. Um, but Argentina, I don't know if I'll be revisiting that, um, that defence anytime soon. They really did look a little bit shaky in that game. Um, so I think it might be an avoid, or if, if I do go back to it, it'll probably only be sort of one for, for the meantime. And then here's just a um, slide if you didn't get to um, didn't get to check out the lineups on this one. So I think the fullbacks were pretty, um, they, they were predicted to start, but the centre-back pairing was the one that we weren't too sure about. Um, Otamendi seems like for some reason he's the now centre-back, but... I'm not sure if Romero got injured or whether it just wasn't working out well for him. I know he was kind of at fault for the, the first goal. Um, but Lissandro Martinez come on and he did do fairly well. Um, so maybe Lissandro could start the next game. But it just gives you something else that, to think about that you didn't really want to. 
Then on to Denmark versus Tunisia, which I actually thought was a game that Denmark should have been winning, really. But um, Tunisia had quite a few good chances in that game. Um, but if you had any sort of um, Denmark defenders, it was good. You obviously got the clean sheet all around there. Um, I think I actually saw the, the guy top of the leaderboard had full, uh, full Denmark block, so fair play to him. Um, but Kasper Schmeichel, he had quite a good game, but he only finished on 6.9. He made a really good save that I saw in the highlights. Uh, Myler, though, the, the attacking wing-back, um, he only got the five points for the clean sheet, didn't get a rating. Um, then Skov Olsen, um, I saw quite a lot of people tipping him, and I put him in a couple of my teams. Um, I thought he looked pretty dangerous, actually, despite looking at his rating, he only got a six. Um, but I thought he looked quite dangerous, and he did score a goal that was disallowed for offside. Um, but he sort of seemed like he was playing as part of a, a two. He was starting out really wide and then sort of um, coming into form part of a two. And I still think he could be quite a good option. But I did mention in one of my earlier videos that I looked back on the previous fixtures and he was one of the first people to get substituted, even though he was doing well. Um, and it happened again, so he got substituted at 65th minute, which was quite disappointing. So he didn't really get the chance to get those extra points uh, or in his rating, I mean. Um, but Ericsson got a 7 rating, uh, I imagine he's fairly popular, but other than that there wasn't really much else going on, um, I didn't really think there was many standout performers, so not anyone that I'd be in a rush to jump onto. And then just got the uh, starting line up there for you, so um, they've actually got Olsen on the, on the left, but to me it looked like he was playing on the right, but I don't know how accurate they, they make these who scored ones. Again, this is a, a daily a daily series that I'm going to be doing throughout the World Cup. Uh, it might slow down a little bit when we get into the knockout stages because the games are not um, coming as regularly. But yeah, if you if you are up for seeing more of this content, just please uh, subscribe to the channel and like this video. And then on to Mexico Poland, which also finished nil nil. Um, so clean sheet points all around. Um, but the star man went to Akoa, uh, the Mexico goalkeeper that just seems like he's been around forever. Actually, uh, I don't think he was wearing his sort of. I think it was him that used to wear the jogging bottoms. I didn't didn't see him wearing those, but um, yeah, he got the uh, he got the penalty he got a penalty save that um, Lewandowski took. So Lewandowski ended up getting a minus three um, for the penalty miss, but it was much more of a save. It was a really good penalty save. Um, Zielinski from uh, Poland, who I tipped might be quite a good option. He's sc scoring quite well for Napoli. Um, he only managed a six point nine, which is a little bit gutting if you had him. Um, but other than that, I really didn't see many players that I'd like to include. Um, I didn't think Poland looked very good. Apparently they were pretty quiet in the first half. I just watched the highlights of this game, but I listened to it on TalkSport again. Um, and yeah, they were saying how disappointing Poland were in the first half and not really very threatening at all. So yeah, probably not anyone in this uh, in this in either of these teams that I would target. Then on to the France-Australia um, game, which was much more exciting. Um, Finished 4-1 to France, but actually it started off on a bad note if you brought in any France defenders. And actually, it was out of all the games that took place, um, you would have thought France or Argentina would have been the two teams that had best clean sheet potential. But yeah, France lost that early on with a Australia goal after nine minutes. So pretty disappointing there. Um, and again, this was one we weren't quite sure on what the, the centre-back partnership would be in the, or the back line, really. Um, but you had um, Theo Hernandez replaced really early with another Hernandez, Lucas, um, who went on to get an assist. Um, he got a 7 rating and you had the two centre-backs, uh, Meccano and Canate, that got 7 ratings as well. Um, but not for the other guys. Um, but Giroud, you'd be gutted if you had Giroud. So he's 
we tipped him because he's only 3.5 million and obviously he's replaced um, that position that Benzema would have been playing. And we got two goals in this game um, and still didn't get the star man. He got an 8.5 rating, but actually Griezmann managed to snatch that one by 0.1 uh, without getting any attacking returns. He did look like he had a really good game, but sometimes with these like who scored ratings, they do really put a lot of emphasis on goals and assists. So I was quite surprised to see that he got star man in that game. Um, he had Rabio, who got a goal and assist, 10 points, but not really someone that you'd expect to be getting attacking returns, I didn't think. Um, but Mbappe, he was brilliant in this game. And so he was someone I brought into pretty much all of my teams. I took Harry Kane out for Mbappe in pretty much all of them, I think. Um, so he got a goal and an assist. But yeah, he looked really dangerous. And actually, after... Um, those first couple of goals went in for France. He just looked like he was shoot on sight. Like any opportunity to shoot, he was he was going for it. So you could quite clearly see he was really eager to get on the score sheet. And that's quite a good thing if you're um, if you're selecting a striker in dream team. So yeah, I'm quite pleased to have him in, and I probably will look to bring him in ahead of the for the following games as well. Um, so yeah, Giroud, I still think he's great value at three point five. Um, I still think that France defence could be a little bit suspect. Um, obviously Australia only got the one goal but they did have quite a few other chances so yeah um, I, I think I potentially might avoid that France defence or again like Argentina if I do go to it I think I might only just go for maybe one to start with right then moving on quickly to the teams that we could target tomorrow so Wednesday the 23rd we've got Morocco versus Croatia Germany versus Japan Spain versus Costa Rica and Belgium versus Canada so quite a few big um, big size playing um, and we'll start off with the Croatia-Morocco game um, so I've, I've actually brought both I know, I know I normally show the lineup for the team that I think is probably going to be, be the best but I just wanted to bring this one in here because I thought Croatia should win this game I thought they'd be quite heavy favourites but actually looking at that Morocco team there's a lot of um, pretty well known players in there you've got Agued from West Ham you've got Saiz, Hakimi, Amrabat you've got Hakim Ziyech um, and Nasiri, who I uh, kind of pretty much just recognise from FIFA actually um, but he plays up front for Sevilla and he's always scoring quite a few goals um, so could actually not be as um, straightforward as I thought for Croatia um, but I've highlighted Modric at 4.5 um, I think he's an expensive option for someone that's not extremely attacking but he does take penalties for Croatia um, and I think he's scored quite a few goals at the Euros um, so he could be a quite a good option um, then Perisic at 4 million, I've highlighted him and I've got him in a couple of my teams as well. I just really like the look of him in that um, more of a winger position rather than sort of a wing back for Spurs at the minute. And he's actually chipping in with so many assists um, for Spurs so far in the Premier League. And I've put down here, he actually does take a really good corner for Spurs, I noticed. Um, but I'm, I'm not actually 100% sure that he takes him for Croatia with um, Modric on the pitch. So we'll have to wait and see on that one. Um, but then I've just highlighted as well, um, I don't know if I'm butchering the pronunciation of that one, but Cavadiol um, and then Sosa um, in defence for 2.5 million. I highlighted them as quite good options, but like I said, I did start to question the decision when I did see this Morocco lineup. Um, I think I might have underestimated them. Um, but yeah, I, to be honest, if you did go for that one of those Croatia defenders and you wanted to keep them in, their next fixtures, um, it's obviously Morocco in this game, and then you've got Canada after, so they're not... They're two fairly good fixtures, and I do expect Croatia to go through. 
Like there's been a lot of strange results so far with um, Australia scoring against France and obviously today Saudi Arabia versus um, Argentina. So yeah, you can't take any of these teams lightly. Then you've got the Germany game where they take on Japan. Um, again, I think Germany should be heavy favourites. So I've pretty much just um, included their predicted lineup from who scored. If I didn't mention it already, the the predicted lineups that I've shown in the previous slides, they're all from who scored. Um, not always 100% accurate, but it gives you a good good idea. Um, so yeah, we've got Muzalia, um, 3.5 mil. Um, and he's uh, got nine goals and six assists so far in the Bundesliga in only 12 appearances. So a really good attacking option. Um, and he looks, when I looked through the previous fixtures, he's starting a lot of games for Germany. So he's a really good option there. And then you've got uh, a bit more expensive, but probably a bit more familiar with um, Gnabry and uh, Leroy Sane. Um, Gnabry's got eight goals and three assists and Sane's got um, nine goals and three assists so far in the Bundesliga. Um, the only thing I'd... I would say about this sort of front line, obviously it looks really good there in that predicted lineup. But they've got Havertz as well that could come in and he does play a lot of games for them. So really any of those um, attacking options could maybe drop out for Havertz or could be a rotation risk during the game. But I'll just wait and see what the lineups are like and um, choose choose by then. But I don't think any of them are safe from um, potentially being substituted. And then you've got, um, they put Muller up front in their predicted lineup. When I was looking at the predicted lineups um, quite a few days ago, I think they were saying Havertz. So again, I think that one might be a bit of a toss-up. But um, 5.5 Muller, um, he won the Golden Boot in 2010, which seems like ages ago now. He got five goals in uh, in that tournament. So could he get his second Golden Boot? I'm not so sure myself. Um, and then that back line, um, again, I, I think they've got a lot of options there. So. Really, I, I would look at bringing one in, but um, I think it would again only be one, really. I think we'll go on to Spain in a second, but I think Spain have probably got the better fixture here. Um, so wait and see see the lineups if you did want to bring in one of these Germany players uh, in defence. But personally, I'll take a look at Spain before you do that. Uh, and then one last note, um, this Japan side, um, they just lost to Canada in a friendly 2-1. So yeah, I think J Germany should be heavy favourites for this. Then on to Spain versus Costa Rica, um, and then get, again I've got the predicted lineup from who scored, but they've got so many options again in those sort of forward and winger positions. Um, this predicted lineup, so I've already noticed a few times, has already changed quite regularly. So that Williams definitely wasn't in the last one that I saw. Um, but you've got Morata up front. He's five million. Um, he did get three goals at the Euros, but he's notorious. He's notorious for missing sitters. Um, I think he's become a bit of a banter striker to be honest, and I don't think I'd look to bring him in my sides. But he is an option. Um, and then I think personally, I quite like Ferran Torres at 4.5 million. Um, he didn't actually get as many goals as Morata in the Euros, but when he did start the tournament, I thought he looked really good. And then um, Sarabia and Olmo, um, I thought they looked like really good options going into this World Cup. Um, both 3.5 million and wingers that can chip him with goals and assists. But they've not got either of them in their predicted lineup. So again, just wait for the lineups. Don't make any early transfers yet until you see them. Um, but yeah, so many options in those four positions. There's probably going to be a lot of rotation during the game as well. Um, but I think the defence looks like a better option, really. All these defenders are four million. Um, and so Alba, he's probably the most attacking out of the, out of the lot. Uh, you've got Carvajal there as well on the other side. 
and then you've got Laporte and Torres as the centre-backs. I think this probably is quite likely to be the back line. Um, against Costa Rica, um, I think that's a, a really good team to target. One only thing you might want to be a bit wary of with this um, Spain back line, though, is Joel Campbell, ex-Arsenal, is still playing and predicted to line up for Costa Rica. Um, so obviously he's going to be a massive threat. Um, had a quick look into him. He's playing in the uh, Mexican League at the minute. He's played 32 times and got four goals. So very, cl very clinical striker, um, all-winger. So yeah, watch out for him. If he goes on to score now, it'll be quite funny. Then the final game we've got is Belgium versus Canada. Um, and the first thing to note on this, and I've seen him in a lot of people's teams, even from the start, um, is Romelu Lukaku isn't expected to start. Um, the latest team news, I've just put in that bottom corner there. So he's not played a competitive game um, since the end of October. He's only made five appearances in all competitions for Inter Milan, and he's likely to miss the opening two World Cup games for Belgium owing to a thigh injury. So it looks like Michy Batshuayi is going to be starting up front. Um, he's only three million. Um, I don't think he's the most clinical of strikers, to be honest, um, in comparison to Lukaku. But he has got um, Kevin De Bruyne supplying him, so there's a there's a good chance there. Um, I'm not sure it's not going to be one that I go for. I don't think. Um, but if you're up for a punt, it could be a good one. Um, and then I quite liked Castane as an option. And I was looking through the previous fixtures um, for Belgium. And he was playing quite regularly and scoring fairly well in the um, ratings. But they've put Carrasco and Mounier as their uh, wing backs. So again, wait and see the lineups. Uh, but the only thing I would say though is I had a look. And Carrasco, even though he's going to be playing in that left wing position, apparently... Um, he's down as a midfielder, so obviously don't bother bringing him in if you're after clean sheet points. Um, but then Mounier, um, he's very attacking. And in the Euros, um, he got two assists and a goal. Um, he's four million though, so a little bit a little bit expensive, but he's probably one of the best attacking um, defensive options from Belgium. You have got Eden Hazard there as well. Um, they've got Forgan Hazard as well, I think. But I think that's Eden Hazard there saying it's going to potentially start um, alongside De Bruyne um, but just remember he's not the not the hazard we remember or at least he hasn't been for a while so yeah be careful about putting him in your team and then I'll just wrap it up with a um, quick team update um, so this is my vlog team that I'm just going to be putting into all of these videos I have I am doing the full five allocation of teams and this one isn't one of my best ones at the minute but um, I've got 16 points for the day um, 46 points in total and the two transfers that I made today was Harry Maguire and Harry Kane out to Mbappe and Molina um, from Argentina. So that did not work out great. Um, so I've got Martinez in goal, who got minus one, obviously conceded twice against Saudi Arabia. Uh, Trippier didn't play. Got Molina, who I've transferred in from Argentina, obviously got minus one as well. Ake and Shaw didn't play. I've got Paqueta that will be playing soon. I've got Perisic, who's going to be playing tomorrow. Hoiberg, disappointing. Um, scored in the high sixes, but yeah, I thought we might get a seven rating in that game. Um, Messi got the eight points. Mbappe got ten, which I'm happy with. And Gakpo didn't play. Um, I've only used two transfers so far in this team, so... I probably have got a few more I can use, really. I'm, I was trying to sort of... Divvy them out across the game, uh, across the game weeks, 
Um, and I probably will look to maybe move on Molina and or Martinez really for um, potentially a Spain def defender or keeper tomorrow. Um, but I've got 0 0.5 in the bank as well, so I've got a little bit of uh, wiggle room there. But I'm going to save some transfers because I'm going to want to. My plan overall is going to be to rotate the Messi and Mbappe slots for some premium strikers. So I'll probably be looking to bring in Neymar uh, a bit later on in the week. And then obviously bring back Kane um, ahead of the next England fixture. And that's everything for this episode. So thank you for watching. And please do like this video and subscribe to the channel to get kept up to date with more World Cup Sundream Team content. Cheers. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.